I'm John Batcher with Jeremy Zakis. We need a break, and the break is a giant carpet python. Jeremy, remind everybody, a carpet python can live in the roof, and people coexist with it because it's not venomous. However, it's also hungry. What has this carpet python eaten? Well, John, that's the million-dollar question here in Australia. And and this carpet python is actually on the Sunshine Coast, just north of Brisbane in our illustrious state of Queensland, which, as you know, with all our snake stories, most of the best ones come out of Queensland. And and what happened this week was this carpet python was found in a shed, which happens, you know, almost every day in Queensland, but it had a massive bulge in its midriff. So the owner took a photo, immediately posted it online. The Sunshine Coast snake catchers actually got there as well. And everybody was baffled. What had this carpet python eaten? And honestly, John, it's actually made the national news here. Everybody is trying to guess what this carpet python had eaten. And because it is a protected species, of course, you can't kill it and, and basically open it up to have a look. So it really has become a, a nationwide phenomenon right now. We're trying to figure out what it is. Some people think it's a possum, but... The snake catchers, who who are probably the experts in this region, say it's actually too big to be a possum. So what people are thinking now is, is was it some kind of larger animal, maybe a baby fox, or was it some kind of domestic pet? Although it, people are quick to point out, or at least they're in the local council area where it was found, nobody's reported any pets missing. So I think luckily enough, hopefully nobody's lost their pet. But this was a phenomenal. And truly, John, if, if you have a look at the photo, that's about a maybe 7 to 10-inch diameter bulge in that python, which is normally only about 3 to 4 in the centre when it hasn't eaten. So this this snake was hungry, and it certainly found its dinner, and I guess we'll probably be talking about this one for a little bit longer. Good news. Jeremy and I exchanged correspondence in these last days because I saw in, I think, Nature or Science magazine a write-up of a universal anti-venom. What does this mean for you, Jeremy, if they actually produce it? This means you can create anti-venom in vast quantities that will be usable and able to be accessed by any hospital around, say, Australia or anywhere else in the world. And the reason the universal part is so important is because the anti-venom at the moment that we have here in Australia, for example, a lot of it has to be specific to the species of snake. So, for example, if you get bitten by a great eastern brown snake, you really need the great eastern brown snake anti-venom to to get it into your body and to make it work. You can apparently use uh, other types of anti-venin, but it doesn't work as well, and there's every chance the person could become critically ill. Or, for example, if you get a red-bellied black snake bite, which is sometimes reacts more dangerously in, in the human body, you really need to get the specific anti-venin. But if you have a universal one that's been shown to actually work properly against all forms of snake bite and basically prevent the, the blood from clotting and thinning out first, then clotting and preventing a lot of the, I guess you could say, the respiratory failure, which is often what kills people in snake uh, snake bites, then that is a big deal because the fact is too that it means you can produce whatever venom you need wherever you need it and keep it in larger quantities, whereas now at the moment the, the venom is basically divided into regions where if there are red belly snake bites, uh, red belly black snake bites occurring, that's where most of the venom is going to be. So if you're outside a region that has that kind of venom, then you're probably not going to be able to get that venom when you need it, and it's probably going to you know, be a detriment to you. So, John, this would be fantastic, and I, I guess in many ways this would actually be a saviour to a lot of people here in Australia. I learned from these articles that between eighty and 130,000 people each year die of snake bite. I had no, I mean, that's not Australia. You have some deaths, 
but nothing to that scale. So this must be Southeast Asia, South Asia. Clearly it's a problem. And a universal anti-venom, I didn't even know they were working on it. Uh, so it's all good news. And Jeremy, you've been cutting your grass. You're careful, yes? I am very, very careful. In fact, I had gloves on, long sleeve clothes. And in fact, uh, there was a couple of uh, suspicious holes, I guess you could say, under my fence line, which I've completely filled back in because I know that brown snakes love to make little nests in there. But uh, honestly, when I'm going out there, it's almost like I'm wearing full body armor because the snakes, they're just so conniving and so tricky to see and find. But uh, the reality is that they are out there. And and the thing is where I live here, here south of Sydney, there are a lot of snakes around. And and the thing is, we can't get over the fact that they're going to be there forever. We just have to live with them. Touch wood, I haven't seen one yet this summer, but anti-venom is something that we drastically need to always have around. And I'm lucky I'm in an area that has a lot at the local hospital, but a universal one would be fantastic. Attempting to overcome my caution about snakes, I will mention that the wildfire hurts them as well. They have nowhere to run. The fire can burn very fast on the on the surface, and they can survive by going underground. But it can also burn into the surface, and that is, t- that is very hard on the snakes. They migrate. They rush. All the animals rush away from the fire if they can, except the koalas. The koalas stick with their tree, thinking that it's their source of energy. It's where the moms, moms and joeys stay in their tree when the fire is coming. I don't know about snakes. I'm trying to be fair-minded about snakes, Jeremy. That's what I'm trying to be. It's hard when we talk about poison snakes. But after all, the venom is to protect them, not to hurt us. And it can be difficult to get past the Adam and Eve story. Jeremy Zakis in New South Wales. Yes, right, it's time for Basball. I'm John Batchelor.